This is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. Welcome to another episode of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. I'm your host today, Jessica Hauk, the talent partner at KEDCO, and we are still in our Lead Where You Live series. So welcome back to this episode. The Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast is powered by KEDCO with our friends at Dream On Studios, where we're recording today, and in partnership with the Tippy River Adventures and Visit Kosciuszko County. This episode... We would like to recognize one of KEDCO's sustaining partner investors, Sylvius Insurance Group. They're located here in Warsaw, and Sylvius is the nation's leading private crop insurance agency. They've been around since 1940, and the Sylvius family and team have offered risk management solutions to the farm producers across the country. Clients range from small farms to some of the nation's largest corporate farming operations. Thank you, Sylvius, for sponsoring our mission at KEDCO and for your support of the entire Kosciuszko County community. Now today, we are continuing our Lead Where You Live series, and we are talking with Michelle Bickle and Rebecca Bazzoni of Joe's Kids about leading by giving back to our community. And I just want to say welcome. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having us. Exactly. Happy to be here. And why don't you introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit who you are and what you enjoy about Kosciuszko County. I'm Michelle Bickle. I am the Director of Community Relations for Joe's Kids. Um, I've been working with Joe's Kids for about um, since 2015. Um, I I like Kosciuszko County. I'm not from Kosciuszko County, so I enjoy uh, just actually what what Kosciuszko County has to offer. I think there's a wide variety, and I I think that's really what I like about it. Yeah. My name's Rebecca Bazzoni, and I am the founder and executive director of Joe's Kids. I have been living in Kosciuszko County since 1999. I grew up in a lot of places, but largely in the Chicago area. So I, I love it here. It's, it is my long-term home. Mm-hmm. And like Michelle said, I love there's, there's a lot of variety for the size of community that we are. Mm-hmm. I think that makes us very unique here. And there's opportunities um, both for entertainment, recreation, and services that other communities don't have. Mm-hmm. And speaking of those services, I'm so excited that you're here to talk about Joe's Kids um, and kind of share with us how it began, because there's an interesting story about seeing an unmet need and then, you know, stepping forward in that. So, yeah, Rebecca, tell us a little bit about how that started for you. The question is, how long is this podcast? You know, it could go two hours. This you know, story, so I know. And it it'll short. be great. They'll <laughs> cut us off if we're too long. So. So, um. 
kind of the shorter version of the story. Uh, started with me as a young mom needing services for my daughter when she was about 18 months old and receiving a referral for speech therapy for Indiana First Steps and realizing we had to battle to get the services we needed. She was a child who had kind of fallen the cracks of the system. And I didn't see anything at that time. There were no career goals. But I'm going to say a couple of years later, God put a need in front of me. And he kept putting it in front of me until it became very hard to walk away. Mm -hmm. And so uh, children in this area had access to physical, occupational, and speech therapy services through Indiana First Steps and through our school system. Both offer amazing care for our kids, but there are gaps that certain children fall into. Mm -hmm. So children may not qualify by a standardized test for first steps, but if their issues are not addressed early, they become bigger later mm -hmm. on. And our school system does a wonderful job, but it's a very academic model of care. It's about providing what that child needs to succeed in an academic setting it's focused a little more short term, um, and we have the benefit in an outpatient clinic to look at where can this child be when they graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. um, our services can make it easier for them to live independently and to and to have a job and to you know contribute to their community mm -hmm. and and feel worth. So that's kind of how it happened <laughs> in yeah. the short version. Well, and then you, I mean, the roles and the opportunities at Joe's Kids are kind of pretty vast um, and, and things keep adding. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing at the organization now, but then also what are all the offerings of, you know, Joe's Kids um, yeah. for people who are thinking, oh, you know, what does this look like? And Sometimes you don't know if you don't have a child in a situation where they need additional care or a doctor says to you, oh, have you thought about therapy for this? Um, and those are things that you deal with from a parenting perspective, but people dealing with children across the community, you know, what Joe's Kids provides a lot of opportunity. So share what those are. Sure. Well, um, we have four main services, but each service covers a lot of territory. So I'll start with the beginning, with the therapies. Um, physical therapy basically is helping children to use the big muscles of their body to support, to support and move their bodies through space, right? And mm -hmm. it can cover skills from holding their head up, sitting, rolling, crawling, walking, jumping, running, you know, playing on the playground with friends and high motor skills. Occupational therapy helps children with fine motor skills, so using small muscles of the body for things that many of us take for granted. Being able to button a button, to write their names, to zip a zipper. They also um, help with social skills, cognitive skills, and sensory processing, which I think there's more awareness for that now than there, there was 10 to 15 years ago sure. even. But we take for granted that our minds can make sense of our world around us. Mm -hmm. And for children with sensory processing disorders, their minds really, their brains aren't necessarily processing the information coming from their senses. And that can present in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Children with sensory processing disorders 
can appear very uncoordinated. They might appear very aggressive and like they have behaviors because their bodies are seeking the input their brains need to make sense of it. Or they may be avoiding things because they don't understand it. And so they, um, they might not participate in activities that other children do. So they can present a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Speech therapy sounds like, sure. okay, that's easy. We got it. It's about talking, right? <laughs> um, but there's more. They, they sure. um, help children with oral motor control so they can safely swallow foods. So a lot of the children who come to us might be on a G-tube and they're getting food through a tube in their tummy at first mm-hmm. until they can develop better oral motor control. Speech therapists will also help with nonverbal communication and social skills. So with nonverbal communication, that might be using simple sign language. It could be using a device. Um, Mm -hmm. On a simple end, it might be using an iPad. So just because a child cannot speak does not mean that they don't have things to communicate. So... um, they, yes, they can use an iPad, you know, touch mm-hmm. keys with their fingers, and it will speak for them if they lack that control to do so. Um, and it gets much more complicated. We've used mm-hmm. eye gaze devices for children who really lack, you know, head control, postural control. If they're well seated, yeah. they can use their eyes to look at the device, and the device will do the communicating for them. So, so it's amazing. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, beyond that, we we started something new just last year, mm-hmm. uh, and this was a community need that was brought to me a couple of times. And again, so I, I like to say God uses people to put things in front of you. Sure. And uh, kind of ended with with Tara Carlisle uh, coming to Joe's kids and really wanting to help um, help address reading difficulties for children with dyslexia. Mm -hmm. So in September of 2022, we opened Reading Connections, which provides tutoring services for children with the markers of dyslexia. Uh, We were able to do that with some help from Warsaw Community Church. We've sort Mm -hmm. of taken over their children's areas to expand our services right Mm -hmm. now. And Michelle, tell us about what you do to support the work of Joe's Kids. Yeah, um, I do several things, but uh, one of my larger things is obviously is raising a lot of money for mm-hmm. the needs for helping the kids here at Joe's Kids. Um, if you're in this community, you've probably heard I, in the fall I have a very large fundraiser. It's the uh, Joe's Kids Dinner Tailgate and Auction. Mm-hmm. We just held that recently uh, this last September at the new Miller Sunset Pavilion, which was wonderful. Great. So great. Thank Mm -hmm. you. It was, it really is. It's a great venue. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the spring, we have a, uh, a golf outing like Mm -hmm. many others do. They're both quite successful. But beyond that, you know, those are, those are great tools and those Mm -hmm. tools are, those events are used for, you know, also to bring awareness. Mm -hmm. We want, we like each year to have people come to these events. Um, obviously we love the donations, but Mm -hmm. it really is kind of what you said too, learning about what's in this community and what mm-hmm. Joe's Kids has to offer. Because you personally may not need Joe's Kids, but your neighbor, a grandchild, mm-hmm. someone that, you know, in the family could use that. So that's really what we, you know, holding those events are, are, mm-hmm. are good for us. Um, and then for me, it's just working with the donors, finding new places for money, mm-hmm. communicating with that, um, and just uh, working with anybody 
that wants mm-hmm. to understand what the needs are, mm-hmm. as Rebecca just spoke about, and mm-hmm. what they can do to help. Sure. Well, in this series, we're talking about kind of leading where you live. And so some of that is we're going to go a little bit back to kind of that history or, um, you know, maybe some of those longer stories. But as you've been involved with Joe's Kids and integrating into this community, it's a hard process to start something from the ground up, right? There's that entrepreneurial spirit, um, but even more so, this goes beyond just a business. Um, this has so much impact. And so share maybe some of those stories or maybe a couple things that have come to mind from either sharing with a donor or, you know, originally trying to figure out how can we serve more people or do more things or these are the gaps that we're seeing. Um, you know, how is it to start something that does so much from a one place, right? Like every journey begins with a step, but tell us about those early steps and getting those people around you and then, you know, building it to what it is today. Yeah. Wow. Um, We, again, I'm just going to say I didn't really plan to do this, right? Yeah. And it was, I think, in 2012 that Tom Johnson, who was owner over regional rehab Mm -hmm. and contracted the therapy services to KCH at that time, uh, called me. My husband works for him, and I had started out my career there, and he knew that I was doing Indiana First Steps. And he he asked if I could come help with the kids who were coming to the clinic. And uh, regional rehab is great, but it is yeah. set up as an orthopedic outpatient clinic. It sure um, is. And it's it's not set up for children. And so they, they sort of opened the door because people were calling there and parents were calling desperate because they would have to travel an hour out of town, out of county, mm-hmm to access services, and they were finding that those places had long waiting lists. So they were being told, you know, we are not pediatric specialists here. Um, And they were saying, just any therapist, just give us, you know, Mm -hmm. help. And, um, you know, that, that opened a door, but they just were not probably had the capacity to address the issue, right? And about that time, Dr. Nita Jane came to town uh, as Mm -hmm. a pediatrician, and I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. Um, Actually, it was your brother-in-law who came to me. Matt Matt was seeing some of the kids uh, before I arrived, and he continued with some of the ones he had. And he said, hey, Dr. Jane came over here, and she's really wound up. And I misunderstood him at the time because... Um, I knew that they kind of wanted to push out onto a patio to get a little extra space for one of the treatment rooms. I can't remember if it was OT or work hardening, but the way he said it, I thought like she was excited about that. Like that would answer this problem, this need. And it's probably not what he meant. And it's not what she meant, but I thought, wow, I thought she was a smart lady <laughs> and she was, she was brilliant. Um, but I went over to her office. It was the first time I met her, and I, I stopped in right at the start of lunchtime. And before I knew it, Nita is taking me all over, like camp, uh, hospital campus, and into 
up into the service health services pavilion that she said, I think there's a little space up here available right now. Maybe we could talk to somebody. And before I knew it, I went home that night and I had just agreed to at first taking the problem to KCH. And I thought, what did I just sign up for? Right. I just went over to tell her a patio is not enough. <laughs> right. And so um we went through the process of, of, of talking to the leaders at KCH at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just... It's a lot for a small hospital to take on. You mm-hmm. don't see a lot of communities this size with a pediatric therapy clinic in their hospital. And sure. what I started to learn over the course of time um, and waiting for those answers was just that pediatric therapy was kind of a money loss. Um, the reimbursements through Medicaid and commercial payers are not enough to support this very basic health care services that our our children mm-hmm. need. And so... um when we realized this might not really answer the long-term problem here, mm-hmm. uh, went in a different direction. And I approached another nonprofit out of Valparaiso called Jacob's Ladder and met with Nola, Marianne Frigo, mm-hmm. who were, uh, Marianne was the executive director, and they wanted to help us in any way they could. And so we um, got up and running within a few short months' time Mm-hmm. With support um, for Jacob's Ladder of Warsaw, um, we were a satellite clinic for Jacob's Ladder, and we had support from um, several local foundations, K twenty one Community mm-hmm. Foundation, and others to help address this need. We grew very quickly, and um, really within a year's time, realized this 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 situation isn't working for the future growth of Joe's kid or of this clinic. Sure. Um, and our boards came to an agreement that it would be best if we became independent, which we did in February of 2014. And we never stopped growing since. Mm-hmm. Michelle came on a year later. You should tell the story of the first auction. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did come on. Like I said, it, it was in August of 2015. And uh, first one, I, I worked here in a community for another nonprofit and got a call and said, you know, why don't you consider coming to work for Joe's Kids? I'm like, I don't, I don't really, honestly, I'm going to be, I, I didn't know what Joe's kids was. Sure. Didn't, I didn't have a need for that. So I did a little investigating, long story short, went to a couple interviews, you know, decided I can do this. And so I came on board in August. And of course, what, six weeks later, they say, we're going to have our first tailgate auction. And we didn't have any guests even coming. Right. And we're like, okay, we can do this. Well, again, you know, Right. I knew I went to work for the right organization, right nonprofit, mm-hmm. because when you work with a group of people and a board that has your back and it's going to help, mm-hmm. our first goal or our first auction was out in the field at yeah. Winona yeah, yeah. Lake and uh, big tents. We had hundreds of people show up. I had been there six weeks. You know, the old school, we didn't have our phone. I mean, we didn't oh, have yeah. the, the auctions on the phone like we do today, you know, mm-hmm. bidding on your silent auction. So it was crazy. And I all along thinking, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. But you know, from that day on, we're here 10 years later, mm-hmm. uh, just, well, what you should say nine years. I've had my ninth auction. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I don't even remember how many came the first year, a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. But, you know, six weeks before that, we had nobody coming. Right. There wasn't somebody in my spot. They had mm-hmm. decided to leave. And so, but, you know, our, the board 
They reached out to friends. We mm-hmm. reached out to friends. And it was a great mm-hmm. event. We loved having it out there. It mm-hmm. just, as we grew, we knew we knew we needed to expand and, you know, not yeah. do it outside. It was fun. But yep. we just knew we had to, you know, to go outside. But yeah, growth sometimes is hard when you have to make decisions like, oh, okay, yeah. what's next? Yeah, you know, because there's a lot, you know, and weather plays. I mean, we're lucky, you yeah. know. We had a lot of people coming, and tents are great, but if it pours down rain, we all know it's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, when when I came to Joe's kids, um, I tell people now, you look at it and think, you don't leave Joe's kids no matter what kind of day you have, because. Mm-hmm. I know I can go home at night. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever. Some of our parents, you know, they have mm-hmm. these children and, you know, they got to take care of them 24 seven or there's extra work they have to need to do. Mm-hmm. But when you see a child take a step for the first time yeah. or sometimes, you know, like one of the little guys used to say I was his girlfriend, you know, because <laughs> he just, and they just light up. Yeah. They light up seeing our therapist. They just light up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's really, I mean, yeah. I'm there to raise money. I'm there to do, but mm-hmm. you just, how can anyone have a bad, you just can't. And sometimes we all need to step back and remember, no matter mm-hmm. how bad of a day or how hard it is, mm-hmm. look what God put in our hands and look what we're doing to help them. Yeah. And just to give people an idea, ballpark, how many kids do you see across mm-hmm. the board at Joe's Kids now? This year's a big jump for yeah. us. Um yeah, we're, we'll be around 600 kids this year, and they're coming, some of them are coming multiple times a week. Sure. And some will be coming for, you know, could be a year or two years, years right. at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, yeah, we, we were kind of growing out of space a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, right, right early 2020, we're starting capacity planning for, okay, how are we going to be able to grow next? Mm-hmm. And then- the world turned upside down, right? And we had a couple of years that were a little harder on the revenue cycle, mm-hmm. and so it, it sort of stalled our growth. And at the same time, the need multiplied. So we were receiving about four hundred referrals a year in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one, it jumped up to six hundred and fifty. Twenty twenty two, it was well over seven hundred. And we're on track for another 700 again this year. So we got to a point we had no space to grow. Right. Um, we had a waiting list of about 250 children earlier this year. Right. And uh, borrowed space at Warsaw Community Church mm-hmm. allowed us to hire four more speech therapists um, to to address that need and to start the tutoring program. So, yeah, we jumped up from, I think, four... It was a little under 500 last year, mm-hmm. around 475, I think, between tutoring and, and therapies. This year will be about 600. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And there exciting. are some new things coming, right? You talk about that growth. And, mm-hmm. and as someone who's been privileged to be at that tailgate party and auction, like it's one of my favorite events. It's one of my <laughs> husband's favorite events this year. Awesome. I mean, there's never a no, I'm not going to help the Joe's Kids <laughs> event, right? Like he's he's going to strap on that chef's apron that he laid down a couple years ago and um we we don't think twice about that right so um but it's so exciting to have these opportunities um it's also a little scary 
-hmm. right? Like that whole, if you build it, will they come? But also, will I be able to staff it, right? Like this is 2023. Mm -hmm. We're having these conversations. Can I have enough quality therapists and people that can provide the services that we need to provide, right? Um, And the space to do it in. And then the money to cover that cost so that we don't have to turn people away. Yeah. Um, and so tell us about what's new, um, what you're looking forward to with Joe's kids and the community, how the community is coming alongside you to kind of make this possible. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so we were looking for properties, um, really through last year and they Mm -hmm. were kind of they were limited what was available out there. Um, we looked at options. You know, we're seeing a lot of growth in out-of-county referrals because, again, other communities don't have this. And mm-hmm. so we looked at to do a secondary location. Um, the logistics of staffing that, given some of the challenges we've seen, mm-hmm. not just as Joe's kids, but probably employers across the community sure. uh, or even nation uh, over the past few years, it, it was a bigger risk to increase overhead and add a second location to staff. Mm-hmm. So we looked at, okay, do we grow bigger and just deeper in the services we're providing to Kosciuszko County? Mm-hmm. And um, so we started looking more for one location. And the First United Methodist Church of Warsaw had two locations that one was just not utilized very much. And um, they knew we needed space. And so... Uh, this year, in on July 10th, we closed on what was the Connections Campus of First United Methodist Church out on West Lake Street. Mm-hmm. So right now we are in 4,300 square feet of space. We have 25 team members serving 600 children, mm-hmm. and we're borrowing space to make that happen, obviously. Sure. Um, this will be 18,600 square feet. And it sits on 10 acres of land. And we see this as mm-hmm. the long-term home for Joe's kids. Sure. That will address our immediate need to bring all services under one roof and to mm-hmm. eliminate the rest of that waiting list, uh, particularly for OT and PT right now. Sure. And then to be able to look at the back of that property and just say, wow, we are setting ourselves up to be able to say yes to other new community needs mm-hmm. for these children that fit within the mission, mm-hmm. you know, if the right skill sets, the right support are presenting themselves. So sure. we, we see potential for amazing growth there. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Super exciting. exciting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But you know what I would also say is even like right now, um, I want to welcome anybody at any time to give to reach out to me, you know, mm-hmm. on our website or whatever, to come and see what Joe's Kids is about. Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that says yeah. a lot also. Yeah. You know, um, understanding and just seeing, you know, some days, you know, depending on the time, you're going to come in and think, it's kind of quiet. What are we, you know? Right. Uh, but we see children for 45 minutes. Each therapy session's 45 minutes. Um, I mean, it's one right after another. We don't, the girls don't have breaks. You know, we, one leaves out the door, the next one comes in the door. So, but to see what these, you know, ladies, professionals do Mm -hmm. day in and day out, Mm -hmm. taking a tour, 
even now in the space that we're in, because our mm-hmm. space has been amazing. It's suited us well for many years. Sure. And so we're not, you know, I don't want people to think, oh my gosh, because it's, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. But it says something about what we're doing and why we need to move. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And in that space, we we went in knowing we could double in size in it, and we did. Yeah. Yeah. Doubled the team members. Yeah. And again, that's a that's a testament to the team itself, to the therapists providing the care, the mm-hmm. the office staff who are supporting them, supporting the families, and the fact that we've been able to grow that way. Um, we'll be a little sad to leave the space that we're in, yeah, but we're sure. looking forward to yeah. elbow room. Yeah, <laughs> so. right. Yeah, so yeah. There's, I mean, of course, yeah, it, it is exciting. It is exciting to move, yeah. but mm-hmm. what we have now has been, you know, has mm-hmm. worked very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But are we excited? Absolutely. But it is a little scary too. Yeah. Well, and I do think in any situation, right? You're kind of you're stepping into the unknown, hoping that what you have and what you're providing is is still going to be fruitful um that there's you know but i do know one of the things we're seeing is there are going to be more kids yeah. right yeah. um we cheer on those success stories of graduates right mm-hmm. that have finished their therapy and are moving on to something else but there is still that there is going to be somebody else or there is someone with a need and parents who are struggling and they're looking for answers that they don't have yet. And are we going to be able to provide that? Yeah. Um, and that I think is the big thing with the dyslexia program. Um, and just the fact that there are opportunities yeah. now here, there yes. is testing available now here. Um, you know, that's something that I have a friend who her daughter has been diagnosed. And as she was going through it with her daughter, she realized, oh, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't have this. Nobody was doing that for me. And I was skating through and getting by just enough that it wasn't as big of an issue. And now here we are thinking, oh, that would have been really helpful mm-hmm. 30 years ago when yep. it, I was in that situation. Yeah, um, And I think that's one of the things about looking to the future and providing care. Um, you get to be on the front lines. Mm-hmm. You get to have those conversations and then you get to adjust your plan. How yeah. can we meet more needs? Yeah. Um, and I love that about coming to see for yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. There's, I think one thing too, where we've talked a lot about numbers, but the thing that hurts is seeing those families who are waiting on the waiting list. So mm-hmm. um, one of the things that we see often on the therapy side is a family whose child is young and recently diagnosed. Mm. And to be told your child needs care, um, but hey, this will help, but we're also going to be sending you for an MRI and a, a, to a geneticist and all these scary things. Yeah. Sometimes it's the therapies that get to come in first and we see them every week, right? They're, they're coming to mm-hmm. us every week. And so we're able to encourage those families. Um, and it breaks my heart to see, you know, 80 to 100 families waiting right now mm-hmm. to get these services because it's, mm-hmm. you know, how hopeless do you feel when you find out there's a waiting list of eight months for physical therapy? Right. When your child needs it, your child needs it now. Yeah. Right. And you're that yeah. mom on the phone right. having to hear, <laughs> right, we have no openings. Yeah. 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 
Um, okay, we have a couple more questions, but I also <laughs> want to be mindful of time, right? Because yeah. everybody's listening. <laughs> um, before we get into my, you know, advice question, tell people what Joe's Kids is. Because everybody's, who's Joe? Well, that's not what it is. So tell them, because, you know, if somebody's looking at Joe's Kids, you're not Joe. Um, you know, you, you're Rebecca, you're Michelle, you know, there's no Joe here. So mm-hmm. tell everybody who Joe's kids is. Yeah. So Joe is simply an acronym for join our effort mm-hmm. because we can't do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody gets know. a chance to be part of it. Yes. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So. so as you look at where you've come from, all the things that you've done, what advice would you offer someone who has identified a need in their community um, and wants to do something about it? What's that next step of advice you're going to offer them? You know what it is, but now here's how to start it. Obviously, she started Joe's Kids. But my thought is, and she can come back, is to, you know, if you know there's a need and you have the passion, as really Rebecca obviously had that passion. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like it's connecting with the right people mm-hmm. and working with them because you still have to have that um, team, that, that group that mm-hmm. has that same passion that can help you get it started because – She's going to say she didn't do this alone. Mm-hmm. She started it. She she's the brains behind the operation, but it took a lot of people mm-hmm. to help. The, you know, and so that's mm-hmm. where I feel like, and she might you know disagree, but that's how I feel mm-hmm. that I would want you know to connect with the right people. Yeah, I answer it through a lens that I know not everybody shares, so I will say it from my lens and then translate it to you sure. know, God put the need there. Mm-hmm. And I don't hear him through a burning, I don't see him through the burning bush, right? <laughs> um, but that prompting you get in your heart when you see mm-hmm. a need and you know mm-hmm. you can do something about it is a voice to listen to. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I am, Michelle called me the brains behind the operation. I, I would argue I'm not that smart. <laughs> I said yes to the real brains behind the operation. And I, I I searched for the right people. Yeah, it, it takes. I I don't have all the skill sets needed to run an entire organization sure. like Joe's Kids. It's it's the the board of directors. It's it's the staff we bring on. Um, looking for that team that you can trust and build to bring everything to the table that mm-hmm. our kids need for this to grow. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know. Again, I'm going to say God put that in front of me. But if your beliefs are different and you still feel that prompting, mm-hmm. you should follow through on it. Do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's yeah. worth it for the community. It, it really is. Um, and I think that's one of the things that makes Joe's Kids so special is that you are intentional about inviting people in. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been doing it from the beginning because you got to get people to come around you and believe in the work that you want to accomplish. Um, and so there's 
that kind of get on board message. But then there's this, you know, continuing to adjust because the needs are growing and the needs are changing. Um, And so for anybody listening, you know, that's the great thing about it. If there is a need, it's share it. Um, Don't Mm -hmm. keep it to yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not going to go away if you think, oh, if I don't tell anybody, the need's going to disappear. That's not how needs go. Um, And so, you know, we live in a community, thankfully, that is passionate about helping people accomplish their goals and meet those needs. And, you know, that's one of the things that makes it so special. Now, we're going to end with our kind of signature question. And if you've listened to the Clearly Costco podcast before, you might already know what the question is. And this may or may not have anything to do with what we've talked about already today, but it might for you because everybody has their own answer that's unique and special to your life. But our signature question is, what does Clearly Costco mean to you? For me, it just means um, knowing that there's many opportunities in our community. Mm-hmm. And really what you just said just a second ago, there are so many people here that are willing and believe in our mission. Mm-hmm. And that was what makes Joe's kids so successful. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, knowing that there's so many giving people and they might not give monetarily. It could be time. It could just be something, you know, but mm-hmm. that's what, that's what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think of us, when I hear that phrase, I think about we are a very thriving community. Mm-hmm. We don't stay in one place. We change. Uh, we improve. And it's because we have people who give yes but give not just financially they give of their time Mm -hmm. and they care about our community which is our home yeah 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 it is really it's a special place to live not only because of what you see and what you experience but because of who's here and those who come and start life here those who stay here Um, and so it's just great to get to spend some time together to hear about Joe's kids, wh- how you've come, what the future is looking like. Um, it's very exciting. And for people that want to know more about Joe's kids, how can they find you? They can visit our website at um, www.joeskids. Uh, it's Joe's hyphen kids. Joe's hyphen Okay. And um, our contacts are on there. Mm-hmm. They can call us, um, mm-hmm. but the, all the information is really on our website about all of our all of our events. Everything that's going on is pretty well up to date. Great, um, yeah. And I would encourage you if you're listening and you think, "Huh, I would like to know more about Joe's kids." Call, schedule a tour, go see um, what Joe's kids is all about. It's a great asset to our community, um, and it's meeting the needs of so many families and children. And it's exciting to kind of see what's happening. I'm excited for the future. 
you know, 18,000 square feet is a lot more space. <laughs> um, and so it'll, I know at some point that it'll be full too and um, there'll be more to come. But I just want to thank you for spending some time with us today on the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Thank you to our listeners. The Clearly Kosciuszko podcast is powered by Kedco with our beautiful Dream On Studio partners and Tippy River Adventures and visit Kosciuszko County. And stay tuned for our next episode of the Lead Where You Live series. Thank you. Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.